my X-Men. It's time for a podcast. That's right. Hi, everyone. Is that from the Justice League? Yes. Uh, this is Henry Gilbert's uh, Cape Crisis. Exciting, huh? Am I is it coming? Henry Gilbert's Cape Crisis? Like John Stewart's name. The Daily Show? Yeah, that's a new name for it. <laughs> All right, I'm no, about to tell uh, iTunes. It's Cape Crisis, a uh, comic book show on the Laser Time Podcasting Network. Mm-hmm. We talk about graphic novels, sequential art, all that stuff. And then co- a bunch of movies and cartoons based on it, all that things. I'm here with regular co-host, Nanu. Chris Antista. Uh, Chris Antista. Hi. And specialist guest. Anne, hi. <laughs> so I'm the specialist guest this time. You're That's the specialist the guest because we're so proud of you. And less right. special guest. Oh. oh, man. Tyler Wilde. It's the wild child. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so... <clears throat> Uh, By the way, I think that's only in specialist because she confirmed in advance. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's true. I wasn't planning mm-hmm. to be here. I was planning to be at work. Mm-hmm. It was nice of work to get uh, closed down for the day. Let's yeah. Know. What's PC Gamer like right now? Um, uh, difficult. This is like the only time I've hinted that there's a reason I wouldn't know. Oh, oh, my oh goodness. Yeah. Enough of that, guys. We're busy. We're very busy, but I made it here to be on... Henry Gilbert's Cape Crisis, my <laughs> favorite comic book podcast. Where's by that the way. URL? Where do you find it, Tyler? Uh, you'll find that at hookdick.com. See, you laughed when I reserved it. <laughs> Anne's laughing now, but everybody remembers it. Yeah, Even it Tyler, who couldn't care less. <laughs> right. uh, well, so this weekend, guys, was uh, C2E2. And uh, there wasn't much news out of that, so I'm not going to cover it. But uh, <laughs> now I, you know, good setup. Some stuff was uh, not much was announced. Oh. But I want to start first with uh, so I did not know this existed, but it's about to. It's coming on sooner than I expected. Mm-hmm. Is Beware the Batman, wow. the new CGI animated series coming to Warner Brothers or no, from it's coming to Cartoon Network? Oh, okay, great. Yeah, did you heard anything about that? No, not at all. And I'm just glad it's going to Cartoon Network and not the WB. Well, so have you guys seen the, um, there is a site, there's a CG animated Green Lantern show that's been happening for the past few months. Don't like. um, I'm not a fan of it either, but it's interesting to me to see, like, their bodies are Bruce Tim Mm -hmm. bodies. Like, they look like they are... 3D representations of characters from Batman the Animated Series or oh, Justice nice. League Unlimited. But, so no you know, teeth or lips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and very like broad chests, all yeah. that stuff. I, that was really irritating me when we were watching Planet Hulk that everybody walked with their, oh, man. their chest. They walked like that kid who just started working out and compensates. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone consisted of like uh, 18 right angles and yeah. that was it. And they just looked kind of absurd and yeah. But anyway, digression. So... This uh, it looks to be done in the same style, and it's part of the new um, DC Nation block on Cartoon Network, which is a bunch of like DC shorts around. Uh, right now, it's just around mm-hmm. the Green Lantern show. But they're going to add the Batman show to it as well, and it looks like DC is really making like an effort to have an effect on Cartoon Network. That's awesome. I, I, I just want to mention this because there's nowhere else to do it, Hank. Uh, the Green Lantern movie DVD, and remember, we do not hate the Green Lantern movie. You mean the Ryan Reynolds film? Yes. Yeah, no, we actually, I wish we had this podcast at the time because yeah. it was not, oh, we did talk about another podcast though. But talk Radar. Yeah, Talk mm-hmm. Radar. It it was not, I don't know what movie people were hating on so I much. think a bunch of critics went in not expecting what Green Lantern is. 
space cops who use the power of will to form anything they want. It sounds silly, yeah, but that's what Green Lantern is. I don't know. I think there were, though. I, I read nerd reviews that hated it and said, like, this is worse than Catwoman. This is worse than Elektra. I think it shouldn't have been... It maybe shouldn't have been a movie. Yeah. Because it, it I can all those concepts of Green Lantern are really silly. And, it, and it's crazy expensive... They're silly and also insanely expensive. Insanely expensive. It probably wasn't the best choice for a movie, but I Mm -hmm. thought knowing what Green Lantern is, I thought it was a valiant attempt to bring it to the screen. Yeah. But the Mm -hmm. Blu-ray has HD, for the first time ever, Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century, the episodes of that short-lived show where there was Green Lantern crossovers. I remember that. Yeah, Kevin Smith did a voice on it. Yeah, it's totally, it, but it's totally remastered in HD nowhere else wow. but this uh, Green Lantern Blu-ray. That's crazy. Buy it through, through LaserTime, kids. Support uh, support LaserTime at K-Prices. You know, with that movie, they would have been better off if, like, they didn't need Ryan Reynolds. Like, the old thing's like, this is a CG film. I'm mm-hmm. watching a CG film. Just there you go. have a CG human in there and just make it a Pixar movie. Like, yeah. I, 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 uh, it really should just be a Pixar superhero film. Like, a Pixar-level DC film. Like, yeah. you just do that. It doesn't the Incredibles is the best superhero film, guys. I'm sorry. It just is. Do they just not No think- humans... They not think it'll do good oh. if it doesn't star a movie star. This like not really here, but I was really impressed with um, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Cool. It was ridiculous and all the right, but it was yes. Brad Bird, the guy who's done who's done animation. And my mm-hmm. again, incredible. The Incredibles to me is my favorite Pixar film. Yeah, the me best too. superhero film. And I wasn't sure if that would translate to live action. So yeah. I, I don't know. I do wonder what would happen if you threw Brett Bird at a superhero. It was nice to see him pull off live action really well, especially when Andrew Stanton faltered. Yeah, so like publicly. that's the guy they like Pixar propped up to champion them into live action, and mm. he fucked up. What was yeah. wrong with John Carter, Tyler? Just um, more brawling? I mean, it was a tough thing to go into because it was covering like a lot of stories in one two-hour movie, so it's like you're covering too much to develop any characters and then like the action was compelling sometimes but then you know like because he he his power is to jump super high on mars because of mars is his gravity something like that it's mm-hmm. not explained but uh and he's super strong and like that's cool but like he's got all these cg alien friends which are just so obviously cg aliens mm. interacting with him that it's just not believable enough mm-hmm. to enjoy it again it's a case where if the whole thing were yeah. cg yeah. i would have maybe would have been liked so much it a more lot more believable him if he was a cg man doing yeah. stuff. always said that about star wars nothing is more awkward in those movies than ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen yeah if they would have been replaced by mo-capped counterparts that movie would have looked way better the most ridiculous scenes like those are in, like, they're walking down a hallway. Yeah. Like, him and Mace Windu walking down a hallway with, like, Yoda in a floating chair. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that floating chair is such a cheeseball, like, cheat because they obviously, obviously, what happened was George Lucas filmed them walking too fast. And it would have been way too hard for him to, like, refilm them, like, oh, wait, Yoda should be, cr- like, walking slowly with a cane with you guys. Reshoot, you cannot. Yeah, so, Mulan Rouge being uh, Put Yoda in a floating chair. Like, why would... That's so opulent for Yoda. Why would Yoda have a floating chair? That's, why not? So, yeah, but Brad Bird did a really good job um, translating that Pixar style where 
they can have any shot they want. Yeah, where they can have any angle they Into want. Into a live-action movie that uh, just made for... Now, Mission Impossible is still not a great series, and it still wasn't a is great, it, We were talking about movie. that t- today, and I'm sorry, I know this is Cape Crisis, but <laughs> Ethan Hunt's a superhero. That's a series nobody likes. Or, like, everybody's seen, nobody but loves. nobody loves Mission Impossible. It's more of an obligation. <laughs> but not even an obligation, like a curiosity where, like, oh, that was... Time okay spent in a the theater, yeah. except for two. What are they going to do this They had some big stunts. That's cool. Yeah. And the stunts were like, it was amazingly ridiculous. I was so happy uh, yeah. with every scene. But the best action directors in in modern like in modern film mm-hmm. have all attacked it and like barely like made an indent in it. I think it's yeah. just really that Tom Cruise is just a guy who doesn't give. Like, he doesn't... Yeah. Oh, and that's... And somebody had a... Like, what, I remember a long time ago, back before... Every TV show is being made in a movie. They were like, "Why is Tom Cruise making this movie?" Like Tom Cruise is that franchise owns it, yeah. and this movie finally says a Tom Cruise production yeah. on the front, which like, it always was. Yeah, it always was. He he makes all of the monies off of this. Like it, he is yeah. very much his baby. And you wonder, you know, as a I read this whole book about screenwriting. I read the mm-hmm. uh, the one about about being a sellout screenwriter written by Robert Ben Grant and Tom <laughs> Lennon. Uh, and in it, they talk about how like you just need to be friends with the movie star because if the movie star doesn't like your script, like mm-hmm. you will be fired. They don't like the movie star has all the film success on their back. Like they're the ones who have to make that they were hired because they can sell the movie to people. That's why they got twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm. And so, as crazy as that number sounds, like they're if they can guarantee you two hundred million dollars in in movie sales. Then they get $20 million. Like, that's just it. So, eh. Let's try and tie that back to the Avengers. That's the only reason Hugh Jackman did well, another but, Wolverine, because he was basically given yes. Tom Cruise money to do it. Yeah, and and also bringing it back to comics. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the idea of a Pixar <coughs> superhero film is not far off with Disney's yeah. relatively recent purchase. It really should We happen. could totally see it. And depending on how what Brave does, which mm-hmm. I'm concerned with, based yeah. on the trailer, personally... Uh, it's, it looks uh, a little DreamWorks-y, but I it, think that's just because yeah. there's humans in it. And there's rarely humans in Pixar movies. Be. I like her wild red hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like bear, the bear. The char- I just found I the character like- designs a little bit like... A little yeah. bit easy. I don't know. Like, I'll still guess I'm that. a funny farting Scotsman. You know, I just uh, feast your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my that felt pretty dreamworky. But, you know, maybe Brave uh, doesn't do as well as Toy Story 3 and probably won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe Disney says like, and you know, Cars Two was their maybe their biggest flop, and still made everybody involved millionaires. But I mean, maybe they go <laughs> more for our, for our next project. Let's make a sure thing. Let's mm. make a superhero movie based on these huh. franchises. If they know. do have two misfires, that's but a that's let's a make good a sure point. thing. Why yeah. not? Yeah, with a, something we don't have to buy a license to. Don't have to I worry just, about just, not being successful because everyone will go nuts over our Pixar I would um, love to see Pixar make that movie, but I don't want them to be forced, asked, or oh, yeah. no. in any way made to. Sorry. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Oh, I did want to say, though, that Beware the Batman, the, uh, the pluses on its side is that Glenn Murakami is involved, and he's like the third name in, God, I'm in so Batman good. animated series uh, yes. producer. But the DC does the finest animated treatment. Yeah. of its characters and I really watched Planet Hulk like that thing was fucking terrible yes. it was awful uh, and it's the best one yeah <laughs> speaking of animated uh, oh. Marvel things 
So there's the uh, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes show that's on Disney XD. I don't oh. watch that show, but uh, it's got a strong following. Like People like it, and one of the reasons they like it is that it's, uh, they do overarching storylines, like which is all the rage now. Like your last airbenders, you're all that. Storylines are all the rage. But Jeff Loeb, who listeners on the show might know I'm not the biggest fan of. You wrote <laughs> Hush, right? Yes, and horrible things like Red Hulk and Ultimatum. But he also got put in charge of Marvel's Mm -hmm. TV series, uh, or TV branch, because of his experience Mm. in Hollywood. And, like, Ultimate Spider-Man, the new cartoon, is his baby. And now that he's in charge of it, though, the Avengers show, like, he's made it very clear he does not like serialized... He doesn't like serialized stuff. He wants Mm -hmm. one each episode to be its own standalone thing, and you don't need to have seen any other episode to enjoy it. I don't understand that. So, it sounds like he's going to cancel that Avengers show to replace it with a new Avengers Mm. show that is in his image. But these are like the only characters you can do that with, where you can pull the show down, have Mm -hmm. it come back. Same characters, same voices. One, yeah. Completely different. Seven months later. Seven months later. Well, what did I mean? I know Anne, you recommended Hush to Chris. What did you guys think of it? Like, oh, I, I like I loved it. Up, just it had to something the very, in, it right had, to the end part. I like who they gave credit to coming up with this scheme because that person or villain deserved one more spotlight. Mm. But the Hush part of it was the silliest thing <laughs> I've ever such heard. An anti-climax, and, just, and like I don't, I haven't. Like I, I can tolerate a lot from comics, but when I read that speech balloon, and like they're really like put an asterisk there, like make more sense out of and this, like somehow justify this plot like, twist. Uh, I really feel like I have to read it now just to understand the asterisk. I, I can give it that to you. you want. You I can, can hand you. him. You can hand him your Kindle, and he can mm-hmm. look at it. I'm not killing you because you killed my father. It's because you didn't kill my mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why you're a supervillain. Um, so I also mm. wanted to talk about uh, a couple quick things. <laughs> I read Avengers vs. X-Men 2, and I was kind of disappointed. Not much happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, it was like an ad for... I told you guys about the AVX comic that's like coming out beside it, where mm-hmm. it's uh, you actually get to see the full fights. Like You basically get two panels of Magneto versus Iron Man, but if you want Ooh. to see the whole fight, then you buy AVX. Wow. Which, yeah. It's like pay-per-view. And nothing it's a demo. Happened. At the end, the thing they said was going to happen just happens. And then they're like, that's it. The end. Like, oh, cool. All right. I, would, I wonder uh, how many... How many... make a petition on the internet to change it. Henry, have you spent <laughs> enough time in the forums to know whether um, Cape Crisis listeners are digital comic readers or I think there are some of them are starting readers. to come over to digital comics. I love. I've never read more comics than I'm reading right yeah, now. Yeah, me... Uh, it. Well, I still... I've been reading just as much digital as I have... In the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I've been reading just as much digital... As I do physical. I think and this transition is a good. new thing for everyone. Yeah. We're early to it. And everybody, I, everybody I talk, I talk I to Anne about it. haven't transitioned yet. I talk well, to Gary about it, it's and they new. all say the same thing. I like the physical page. Well. You're like, I do. I, yeah, but I, like I don't like going to the store, and I don't like having things shipped to my house, and sometimes I want to read but, something right now, and it's so rewarding. What I mean, oh, comics I are them. like the last bastion of print. Like, mm-hmm. this is the last thing to transition, so this is... A thing happening now, whereas you know, uh, news media, you know, that transition yes. a long time ago. Newspapers are dying, mm-hmm. but, but comics are. This is happening right now. This is very new for people, and no one really had thought about it up until recently. I her, love the woman who runs my local comic book store, so I keep I going do like back my to her guy. because currently, she's phenomenal. Uh, 
currently I am still I want to read collections and longer works as mm-hmm. hardcovers instead of instead of that uh, yeah, instead of digitally that. but I think I may have bought my last single issue comic really <laughs> oh that <laughs> was you're so shy what <laughs> I don't know I can't I just can't see I I basically stopped buying single issues anyway mm-hmm. And now that I can, like, the whole point of single issues to me was the immediacy. I don't yeah. want to wait six months to see the yeah. whole story. I'm going to read part three now. And if I'm going to pay the same price, I want it. F- and so if I'm paying that much for mm-hmm. a, for the immediacy of a single issue, why not cut out 40 minutes of walking to the store and just pressing oh, a button and getting it? Wow. You know? See, now you look more like it's way longer than 40 minutes for me to get a com- like comic mm-hmm. physically in the city. Yeah, uh, with no car. It takes a while to get to our. I ride my bike there once a month. Experience. Yeah, it's called. Where do you go? Comics experience and hate. Uh, yeah, the store Brett loves. I like the I like Mission Comics. Mission Comics. Yeah, Mission Comics. Just because it has like a, it has like one guy running it and like an art gallery and people do come by and sign stuff and a big showcase for local comics. That's uh, why art. I have fun at comic book stores. Like mm-hmm. I went to I went to comic experience with Anne. And like mm-hmm. you know, Anne was looking at the. You know the stuff she loves. But <laughs> I just Green want, arrow. I just want to look at the crappy stuff made at uh, Kinko's, which isn't Kinko's anymore. It's FedEx office, whatever. <laughs> I want to look at the stuff printed locally at you know a copy store. You can tell it's weird. Oh yeah, but it's just like I just want to look at the stuff that like some poor sap is drawing in his basement. It's fantastic. Where's PC Gamer printed? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where our magazines come from. Uh, where do they come from? <laughs> but, um, you know, that's what I like, and you obviously cannot get that digitally, because that's the point of it. It's underground comics with an X, of course. What, what, did, uh, I, what did I interrupt you from saying? Well, I just I have two more quick stories here sure. we can go over. Oh, right. Uh, both video game related. <gasps> so, uh, first off, uh, BleedingCool.com, they had this um, more <laughs> of a speculation piece than news. Mm-hmm. Of uh, them thinking, this guy was saying, oh, do you think Marvel will buy THQ? Whoa. And hmm. yes. I think what he actually means is won't Disney, Disney buy THQ. Yes. Here was the guy's reasoning for it. He said, THQ right now is apparently valued at about $35 billion, mm-hmm. which is nothing, nothing. to Disney. Pennies. That's, is pennies to Disney. And they produce so, Disney's most successful games. Second. Um, yeah, THQ produced Disney's most mm-hmm. successful games, and they were working on that Avengers game, which mm-hmm. didn't look bad until it would be out now if THQ had their shit together. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. um, like Marvel is actively trying to cancel all the rest of their things. Like Activision still has it, but they let Sega is not making any more games. They is took, anybody making the Avengers games? There, uh, yeah, there's a Facebook shit game. Wow, but that's it. There is no Avengers game. Fuck. And so, which is a waste. Like, that's totally. money on the table right there. Yeah. Well, what if the movie's, like, so successful, like, Dark Knight successful, where, like, maybe we can expect one a year or two later? Maybe. But, so, I don't know. It does make a lot of sense. Like, say, Nintendo, like... Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Same thing, buddy. Disney Marvel, Nintendo. Marvel... You know, they didn't. I got a feeling they probably didn't like those Sega, the Sega they games were the reviewed worst terribly. Ever. Aside from Cap, Captain America was the only one that was passable. It was not great or barely good. Mm-hmm. But those Iron, Iron Man, Man was mm-hmm. bad. Hulk. Thor, no, Thor was Thor. The oh my God, worse. Thor. Except for the way yeah. forward one on the yeah, DS. yeah. But the, nothing uh, to do with Sega the, though. The console, yeah, they were terrible. Like in. Marvel knows the mm-hmm. kind of damage that can do yeah. 
to their stuff. They so. need to have a strong presence in video games all the time. A movie mm-hmm. coming out cannot all of a sudden have them look shitty in an entire medium, which yeah. is what these games have done. Yeah. So if they bought THQ, then they could just yeah. have them the, make the games internally. I think the speculation is good. There's a, probably a decent chance to buy THQ. Yeah. I think they should. It, well, I think if they're playing it uh, safe. Uh, that would be what they would do. I think if they were creative. Now, Disney is a company that can buy any other company on the mm-hmm. planet outside of Apple and sure. a few others. They would they would buy a more forward-thinking publisher, and they can afford just about any. Maybe they can't afford Activision. Well, it would probably just become part of Disney Interactive. Yeah, just, but they've already produced a bunch of Disney stuff. They oh, still yeah. have whatever. They only exist because they have their roots and their fucking greedy little fingers in places where you need to be mm-hmm. in games. And... Disney shut down. I thought they were making a valiant effort to be a, a, a force in video games, and those games unfortunately didn't do well. Or actually, but were I, very I, good. I did read good news for THQ recent mm-hmm. today that they they did said they had, like they reported better than they expected earnings because Saints Row sold four million copies oh, yeah, yeah. total, and UFC did way better yeah. than they expected. Very like, good so, but uh, what, what about this? What if Disney? Bought WWE. Uh, how about that? That would be nuts. I, I don't think that would ever. Do you think that'd be nuts? <laughs> that would. Be Remember really when like they bought Marvel overnight and everybody's like, no, that makes sense. Well, it makes well yes, it would make it makes more sense for Marvel because they own they want more characters to make things out of. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess technically you do that with WWE. Mm-hmm. I would think Vince would have to be dead first because Vince is a very Vince McMahon, the owner oh. of the WWE. That was a good transition to what I want to talk about. I want, I want you okay, to would buy the WWE. And yes. Well, the one other thing I was going to say was uh, also there's a Max Payne 3 comic yeah. book that Marvel is publishing. I don't what, know why I'm excited about this. Well, I'm here's not. why I'm excited. It's written by Sam Lake and Dan Hauser, the yeah, guys cool. who wrote that. And Sam Lake is the original face of Max Payne 2. Yeah. yeah. And Sam Lake wrote Alan Wake, which was... Mm, I, I had to get to the lighthouse. Yeah. If there's one thing Alan Wake is known for, it's great writing. <laughs> anyway, I, there's, a, it does there's look some cool. good. Ah, whatever. Yes, yes, it looks cool. It looks. I'm I'm excited about that just because I I don't know. I I want to hear. Damn it, we'll never know because of the way the Housers work. Mm-hmm. But very secret. It's the it's the rare. If you don't know anything about Rockstar, and this is Dan, he writes all the GTAs. Mm-hmm. He's also the big muckety muck executive. So the guy mm-hmm. writing the stuff, not programming, <laughs> not PR, the guy writing the stuff is also the boss, yeah. which makes the whole company weird. And you see those internal complaints. Does, like, yeah. well, but also have the best stories. They have the best oh, stories. Yes. And like, they want us to work late at night. I'm like, probably because the guy like writing your checks is out writing your fucking shit all the time. Like, he wants you to work <laughs> as hard as he does. And I, I, I sort of, I don't think that's the way to conduct the business. Uh-huh. But... Well, uh, but Red Dead Redemption was pretty great. Red Dead Redemption yeah. was fantastic. I don't, I don't, I have a trouble getting into uh, tie-in like comics mm-hmm. material because I feel like I'm reading an ad, and I don't mm-hmm. like to feel like I'm reading a that marketing material. I yeah, also I feel like for. I'm paying for marketing material that, uh, like, it's like, oh, it just it taints it for me, even if it's good. Even novels, I like did. Mass Effect novels, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm reading marketing material right now. The, the, someone uh, said, we need to hire an author to write a novel based on our game but, so that it extends the universe. And I'm like, I don't want that. What about the opposite? Where, like, you and I have played Max Payne 3. Yeah. What are the transitions? Yeah, they're not 
they they are motion comic-y. What if those are... They always have been. What if instead of like buying the background series fiction, you're buying... Uh, a representation of those cutscenes, yeah, and that See, art that worries me more because, like, you know, because Max Payne has a huge like mm-hmm. graphic novel, a uh, huge relation to graphic novels, and yes. that Max Payne one and two had graphic novel transitions between yeah. levels. I love that about it, uh, which is great. Max Payne three does not. Mm-hmm. What it does is have cutscenes that split into cells, it's and, motion comic, and put text on the screen, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's still a fluid. <laughs> oh, it's like the director's cut, cut of scene. Warriors. If that. Right. Might be too deep a reference. What I also, what I also <laughs> like about it was that like Sam Lake is part of Remedy, and Sam Remedy, Lake, yeah. Remedy was not involved in Max Payne Three. Like, well, they it, did so. uh, advise. Yeah, they advised. I talked. I interviewed Remedy about this, and they oh, they right. had, they did advise, but they as the way it was explained they sold to me, the IP to take two, so as, it's not theirs anymore. As the, yeah, but as it was explained to me by Jarn Jorgensen, or whatever <laughs> his name was, it was very nice of him to talk to me. Bjorn Blargensen. Uh, Wait, he, where is Anne going? The way... I'm not going to let this happen. I'm not going to comment on I'm this. I'm getting another beer. Oh, okay. You uh, can do that. Guys. Anyways, uh, the way, like, they're doing, basically, ga- they're like the testers for it, or mm. they're, and they're giving tips on it, like, but yeah. they didn't conceive it the story isn't there no it is rockstar's story in production i mean they sold the ip to take two so it is rockstar's fully of course i'm pretty sure remedy does own stock in take two now as part of that sale so they have a they have a reason to want this to succeed yeah yeah. i just like that sam lake is getting involved but that's cool and it's funny when you like look back it's like that's that's remedy's like first big hit and sam lake who wrote it became the face of Max Payne because they couldn't afford to hire yeah. actors. Same and, and, and all the really... I did a video about how funny-looking yeah. the oh characters in Max, in Max Payne 1 are. Very funny video on PCGamer.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go check that out. But it's, oh, it's yeah. because it's just like the dev team. They took photos of them doing a standard face and a angry shooting a gun face. <laughs> and then they There's, just like flip bitmaps between them yep, because yeah. they couldn't hire actors. So, so Max Payne and Max Payne 1... Does not look like Max Payne and Max Payne Two. Who does not look anything like Max Payne and Max Payne Three? Because yeah, yeah. it's always been a different person, but it's always been the same voice actor in Max Payne Three, and he also did mocap. And actually, the voice actor's body and face, mm-hmm. I believe, I'm 99 percent sure, is the Max Payne Three Max Payne. Really, I like. So that. he kind of looks like how Max Payne always should have looked. Is, is that a remedy thing they did with Alan Wake too? Alan Wake, that actor in the yeah, live yeah. action shit is that actor's the, great. Well, they I didn't have it. the money really. Yeah. And that's Payne, what. But that's what I love about Alan Wake's American Nightmare is that guy got to play two. Also, it seemed out of cheapness, but mm-hmm. um, that guy plays two roles. He plays the villain and Alan Wake, and he really got to stretch as an actor. There, right? I like that. But I do, I do you think, had one thing you wanted. to I do think Hauser, like those Hauser guys, are great with story, and I would I've never really seen what they've done outside of the interactive medium, mm-hmm. which I think destroys stories. If we can only just harp on GTA Four for a second, I'm moving to a new country, trying to change world around. Things will be different. Mission kill. I will do this mission and betray (laughs) everything set up in the story because otherwise it's no game. But what Uh, they're doing, and I don't want to talk about a non-comic book video game for too long, but what I really enjoyed when I played, granted a brief section of Max Payne 3, and Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of the series, is that they're moving video game storytelling along in an interesting way, I think. Like, it really, I hate to use the word seamlessly because it's such a cliche in video game writing. 
Yeah, it's, in two, it's uh, cinematic. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, like, pulls you into a scripted scene mm-hmm. and then out just very fluidly in a way that I'm like, okay, a story is moving along that doesn't feel like mission one, mission two. Mm-hmm. You know, they're moving it along without making me feel too much like Oh, it's all over the place, time-wise. Story. Okay, this is, a, this is turned too much into a video game it's, podcast. It's a good, it's a good segue into... What I wanted to briefly mention, it was just something I found hysterical uh, because it ties into Disney buying Marvel and or WWE and that the Housers are the uh, creators and owners and proprietors of their own product. Right. Um, I don't know why I called Ann back now. I'm going to feel like this is a fucking stereotype. Archie. I know, I know. You don't care about Archie. I don't read Archie. I know. It was I. I, I pulled a. I pulled a negative stereotype out. Uh, she's a lady. Now, she's gonna uh, love this redheaded Be- Betty and Veronica. Is that the female Archie? Ooh, God, yeah. Stop it. Mm-hmm. It's you. I've got this, a couple of those lined around somewhere. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm gonna go around in a circle. Uh, Betty or Veronica? Uh, f- uh, oh. Betty, obviously. Come on, Betty. What do you think? I don't remember which one's which. Jughead. You get know. Jughead, and it's Betty unanimously. It is Betty, uh, of course. Betty. Rock is a rich bitch. I didn't realize, uh, of all the big, the big comic companies, <laughs> think of every big comic company <laughs> you've ever... You Think of every big com- comic yes, company. Yes. They're all owned now by someone big like Disney, like mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. except Archie. Archie <laughs> is... It is owned and run by the son and daughter-in-law of the original creators of Archie and the company. Who oh, bought just keeping in. it real? What they bought in for an eight thousand dollars share, changed the name of Pep Comics to Archie Comics. Wow! And there was a New York Times article this week how uh, they both did inherit the family company and moved into the business to take over the family business, and now. They are slashing each other's tires, hiring bodyguards to beat up things. It was fucking hist- Archie, the most wholesome thing in the wow. world. Uh, the co-CEO female is being sued for sexual harassment. The the male has been accused of slashing tires and demolishing the female's website. The woman, the daughter-in-law of the original creator of Archie, is legally banned from entering her own office now. On the Archie Comics complex. Jesus! Um, wow! And it was it amazing. I, I feel like I'm old, but it was it was interesting. Just that, like you know, the the male got into the business, like, well, this is my family business, and he's been a businessman his whole life. He represented music companies, and he's like, uh, I have enough money, I'll buy some majority shares, and I'll go work and keep up my dad's business. And the woman was like, I teach art in. Uh, in schools, and this is a family business, and I want to go make sure everything is okay. So the business guy in Archie has been making shrewd business plans, wants to be bought out by a bigger company <laughs> and do things with Hollywood. The art teacher woman does not. She wants to stay independent. She wants. To, well, I think she wants to stay independent, but she, like she. But then, like they laid it out, she was also against like the Kevin series. Oh, the, really? The, the, yeah, the gay character series and these spinoffs were like not, like. Archie is Ooh. suddenly relevant, not to us. She's staying super wholesome, you know. Well, so not, not wholesome. There's that there's that spinoff series values. now where Archie is married to either Betty or Veronica. Both, yeah, yeah, to both. And, and Archie like, is married is the name of it. She was totally against that, and like, but now she's also being accused of yelling penis in the faces of male employees and bringing in 
ex-football players to intimidate the staff and is banned from the office. Wow. And the male is slashing her tie. Like, this is, wow. this is all in the New York. It was fucking crazy. The most wholesome, awesome. long-standing product you can possibly think of. I also, There's all this turmoil there I also there like right that now. you preface that by calling mm. it the Archie Complex, which makes, the me, Archie Com- which makes me think of a dystopian future in which there's a giant skyscraper <laughs> dedicated <laughs> to Archie, in which this, the corruption of the city coalesces in the Archie Complex. <laughs> the Archie. <laughs> uh, but anyway... That's, that was amazing. That is, that's I have to read that now. It's in the New York Times. It was it was it was fucking hysterical. Like yeah, the really the woman that. is I, neither even like I, it's hard to take a side other than that like the woman seems pretty crazy. But uh, like as long as she, I want to root for the person who doesn't want to sell out. And the other guy's yeah. like, I'm just running a business it's here. Like a, a sellout and a psycho. Which one do you prefer? Well, not 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 a psycho. It's just like she really wants to keep everything traditional and in the hands of the original. Well, that sounds psychotic to me. Uh, okay, traditional. All right. Well, so let's. I see. Let's, we, let's move on. Uh, let's take a little break, mm-hmm. uh, and when we get back, we will uh, have your questions. And it's <laughs> when we get back, we're gonna have your answers to last week's question of the week and this week's topic. So stay tuned. Oh. Uh, Hey everybody, thanks again for listening to this episode of Cape Crisis. Just letting you know that you can find this on lasertimepodcast.com. That's our home there, or hulkdick.com. You know, while you're at lasertimepodcast.com, you can take a look around. There's a lot of different stories posted up there, including a few from me. And uh, while you're there, if you want to help support us, other than with your attention, there's the donate button on the left-hand side. You can just click on that, give us a couple dollars, whatever you could share. Or, uh, you know, if you, if you can't uh, do that, but you're planning to buy stuff at Amazon, you'll find links to Amazon stuff both on the right side of the page and in the post this Laser Time podcast is on. You'll see a bunch of Amazon links. If you just buy stuff through there, we get a little bit back, and, that's, and it adds no extra cost to you. Also, if you're listening to us on iTunes or uh, Zoom, and you're a subscriber, thank you very much, and we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a review and gave us uh, five stars. That'd be great. Uh, it all helps spread the awesomeness of Cape Crisis to the world. And now it's time for Hank's Corner, where I uh, give a recommendation. So, in the past on this podcast, I've been really mean to Jeff Loeb. I think he kind of sucks right now, and by kind of, I mean, I mean he totally, totally sucks as a comic book writer. But back over a decade ago, he was actually really good. And so I had read Long Halloween, his really great Batman crossover. And then I finally picked up his sequel to it, Dark Victory. And uh, I'm only halfway through. I haven't finished it yet. And it's almost as good as Long Halloween. It's very similar concept. It is just a direct sequel to it. But the art by Tim Sale is amazing. It's, it's just uh, it's a great long-form adventure murder mystery. 
And uh, I actually bought it on Amazon Kindle for my Kindle Fire, and it looks great there. But it's also great and fairly cheap as a uh, har- as a collection on Amazon too. So uh, that's your uh, suggestion for the week. Though after the break, you'll hear a couple more suggestions you can find on Amazon. Uh, so thank you for listening, and back to the show. Dynamic duo, Batman and Robin Gat set the squad is black. Hit them like 45 shells. Black means more than one million sales. That's enough shot to lick, you get done up. Plus, we got the bad gat, so why would you run up? So anyway, Chris, as I was saying, you should uh, I'm not gonna suggest I'm gonna suggest this outside of Hank's corner suggestions, <gasps> but on your Kindle. You should download the All Star Superman collection by Graham Morrison and Frank Quietly. Thank God uh, DC has the Amazon stuff. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, they. I love what they do on Amazon. It's really good. Yeah, it's just Amazon prices for like this is normally twenty four dollars. Now it's eight because it's Amazon. Much more aggressive than comic- ki- than Comicsology pricing. Which I understand their dilemma. What were What were you recommending in? The killing. Oh, the joke. killing joke, which I thought I read and did not. Mm-hmm. I did not. That's an Alan Moore classic. But you recommended me uh, Spider-Man Big Time. Yeah, on Comixology. It's like seven bucks. I thought it was a terrible fucking name. But it was like, I, I looked at it like, well, Henry recommended this and for the amount of pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so financially solvent. Yeah, that's why I was suggesting it. Just it's but a it's good really intro to funny. Like, and, and drawn in, in, in a more funny way. It's, it's mm-hmm. I don't know, it seems like... Humberto Ramos does a much more... Uh, huh cartoony style like but it's a great fit for spider-man for posing it's so funny though it's so fucking funny and that's what i love about dan slot dan slot is a real funny guy ah so yeah love it that's a more oh and you were also going to say you had another good kindle experience right i did kingdom come Oh, okay. Yeah. I was. I, I hate saying I'm just reading Kingdom Come, but uh, my mind is kind of blown <laughs> by the art. Yep. 
yeah. in there and the uh, yeah I, it's just the art actually like uh, the, the writing is okay it's fun it's good the writing but the, gets really good but the art is is so fucking gorgeous just imagine how so I felt gorgeous. in 1996 I know I know <laughs> I, but again I looked it up on Amazon oh. like I've been being told to read this and it's eight ninety nine. Yep, eight ninety nine uh, as opposed to twenty six dollars. So whatever. Yum. So guys, questions. Ooh. Last week uh, we talked. Uh, our our conversation, as usual, turned to uh, cartoons based on comic books. And we were talking about our favorite memories, like favorite episodes and stuff. And we asked our readers to join in but first Tyler and Anne what are your, some of your favorite episodes or just like specific memories from comic book show TV show cartoon shows you try and dig vague Tyler because I know you don't have one <laughs> don't anime could count it is based on manga oh okay how about that Anne go first okay well everybody already kind of knows that Previously. I really like there we go. Uh, <laughs> the original X-Men cartoon. But I've actually also been going back through oh, and re-watching oh. certain of my favorite episodes from Batman the Animated Series. Oh, really? Like? I just watched, and I don't know if it's my absolute favorite, but mm-hmm. it's definitely up there. Um, oh, God. I want to say the episode is called Over the Edge. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Oh, and um, that one is... Where... And it's one of those, it was all just a dream episodes, but... Oh, that's Barbara the one Gordon, where Barbara Gordon dies and yeah. Gordon and Commissioner and, goes yeah. on a manhunt for Batman. And, yes. And then it was all just Barbara being hit by... I did like how codes. far it went. It was really interesting. And it, I feel like it developed her character a lot in a lot of different ways. Just mm-hmm. seeing her biggest fears, her father and her mentor fighting each other. And, and she tried to come out to her father at the end, but he wouldn't let her. Mm-hmm. He was, I like that one too, though. I think my favorite, mm, I want to say it would probably be the uh, Rachel Ghoul crossover. Oh, I was the uh, the two parter. Clay, that characterization of Al Ghul mm-hmm. is my. I don't know. Yeah, the, but that voice is the perfect Dude. one. I wish they had got that voice for Al Ghul in uh, Arkham City. The regular, the dude in Arkham City's okay. He's okay, and I, I, I don't want to do an impression because I'll sound like the King of Names or James Mason. <laughs> but it is sort of like yeah. he's a cold motherfucker, and that's what yeah. he sounds like. Detective, whatever, detective. <laughs> I tried to give you my daughter, respect. and you. <laughs> this world cannot take it anymore, detective. Abu. <laughs> there. All right. <laughs> um, Tyler Wildman. Oh man. You might have to give me a pass because uh, Anne knows how bad my short-term memory is. She's pretty bad. My long-term memory is worse. So ask me to remember a specific episode of something I liked as a kid. Did you like any of the superhero it's shows? Tough. No, and I've lost followers on Twitter because I'm like, Batman the Animated Series. I didn't watch that. Oh, my God. You heathen is basically well, the response I've gotten. You are kind of a heathen. I'd say Philistine. It's not a heathen. I just don't trust you because you don't really have any time to account for what you were doing instead of that. Yeah. What was I doing? I mean... You uh, were playing... I know you were playing Metroid with I, your mom at some I feel like I you're was. a master tap dancer. There's something you were doing that... <laughs> I collected rocks. Uh, Ugh. I, actually, I yeah. went to a private school where they actually made us like work. Mm. So, no. <laughs> You're even more secretive than <laughs> Scott Butterworth. Yeah, no, I'm not secretive about my childhood. I just don't have a recollection of like loving a lot of shows. I mean, 
other than watching freaking uh, uh, cartoons on uh, Nickelodeon, like you know Doug. No, oh, of course I know Doug. Uh, <laughs> who doesn't know oh, Doug? Why not the Doug? Who doesn't true. love the Beats? Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Well, if you've got nothing, oh, Anne, yes. It wasn't part of Batman the Animated Series, but it was part of that. Um, That's Disney's Doug, not regular. Oh yeah, Disney's Doug yeah, yeah, yeah. sucks. Batman Beyond. They had a Batman musical episode. No, I was talking about <laughs> they, that one. No, no, no. And it wasn't actually a musical episode, but the song that they had in it was there, so yeah, yeah. freaking uh, funny. <laughs> Criminals are a superstitious, <laughs> cowardly lot. Cowardly lot. Oh, so good. God, that song doing gets that. me every that's, time. That's one of, the most, one of my favorite episodes of Batman Beyond, especially because it starts with... Uh, it, it leads into the return of uh, Talia al Ghul still young because she's been using oh. the Lazarus pit and Bruce is feeling older than ever and it was really See, it was really interesting. You that. guys remember the lyrics to songs from episodes of cartoons you watched ages <laughs> ago whereas to me it's all a repressed blur my childhood. Seriously, how well, much were you raped? Yeah. Alright then. Oh my bad. Moving on. Moving I, on. I, I'm s- <laughs> okay. For real. The past Four episodes. You have found a way not just to mention rape, but raping children every episode. Look, I didn't know Tyler was a child when he was younger. How All was right. I to know that? Yeah, it's true. It's hard to know. Moving on. Well, we our, our helpful friends in the forums on lasertimepodcast.com slash forums in the comic discussion section uh, answered. And uh, here's some of the best ones. Darth Orange said, I loved watching Spider-Man and his amazing friends, as well as the 90s Spider-Man and Iron Man. I never saw the animation as being poor, and I loved whenever there was a team-up or cameo. My favorite episode of Spider-Man was the one where Iron Man, Venom, Carnage, Dormammu, and War Machine all came out. I'm a sucker for crossovers. I don't remember that episode, really. That's one I don't recall. I think... I do think he's thinking there's one called Secret Wars where mm-hmm. Spider-Man teamed up with a bunch of guys against the uh, Beyonder, but I don't remember this one with the Dread Dormammu. Uh, Dormammu goes back to the 60s? Yeah, R2? who just appeared in... Oh, there it is. There it is. Alright. Hamburger Danger said... like Eric Estrada is chasing down a perp. I love Ben. Yeah, alright. Hamburger Danger said, uh, my favorite or greatest memory was discovering Batman Mask of the Phantasm. I hadn't been that big on the anime series uh, as a kid, but once I discovered that movie when I was 13 on a $5 DVD pile, well, you're not that old, are you? I got got hooked on everything related to it. I had never really wanted to uh, watch too much Batman, and this was sort of a renaissance for me. So, Batman Mask of Phantasm, we talked about that last week, but it's, I want to say, as a note, that it has one of my favorite Songs Joker, by Tia Carrera? As one of my favorite Joker laughs of all time that really? they ever animated. You, sh- you sent the, me a video of that. At oh. the very end of the movie, I don't want to spoil it in case you've never seen Mask of Phantasm, I think, well, it was on Netflix Instant, instant one time, I don't know if it is now, but at the end, the Joker, like just like realizes he's probably going to die and then just like has the most maniacal like best animated laugh ever and he's been brutalized at this point yeah like he's his, missing a tooth his tooth is knocked out I, I, you've never seen him bleed and I remember like being struck by that when I finally saw it in the theater yeah 
<laughs> was I, do have, I do have the that he lost a two. No, Batman kicks the shit out of Joker. In this they game. have the best fight ever, I think. Does he cry? Andrea! Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, and that is Luke Skywalker. It's important to mention. Um, and oh, sorry. Does anybody remember the Batman movie where he fought Dracula? It was he was versus was, Dracula. Yeah, right? it was Batman versus Batman Dracula. Versus but from Dracula. that show, the Batman, which I don't dislike that show, but it just wasn't for me. It was no, that show only, wasn't great. But that episode was so funny. It's not a bad show. It's not a terrible <laughs> show. But like. I, the Batman animated series and Kevin Conroy are Batman to me. You yeah. can't. Kevin Conroy is kind of my Batman. Yeah. He, oh God. And he was so good on Adventure <laughs> Brothers too. Mm-hmm. Captain uh, Sunshine. <laughs> all right, Mangled Corpse, also Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the first episode with my dad, and then him giving me his entire comic book collection. Wow. So and me that's... reading the Batman comics from the seventies and eighties because that's of it. amazing. Like his dad, like I, what you did is trigger an old nostalgic boner <laughs> in your father. Yeah, he's like, I thought I'd he's never like, have I, to share these. Yeah. Well, he thought he probably thought he'd never care again. Yeah. And knew yeah. you would. I don't know. I, that, something struck me as very beautiful about that's that. Sweet. Yes. Uh, uh, Jiminy Nick It. Oh, my bad. Uh, let's see. The Some of the Justice League cartoons started coming out. I spent all day watching it with my cousins, uh, playing with Italian toys from cereal boxes. Uh, yeah. His favorite one was the episode Savage Time, talking about how uh, somewhat, uh, Vandal Savage went back in time and took over the Nazi party in World War II and won World War II. Mm-hmm. And so it was... Uh, he, he thought it was crazy to see as a kid, though they did shy away from swastikas and Hitler. Though at the end of the we show, all know what was going on. at the end of the episode, they did have Hitler show up. They showed <laughs> up uh, them unfreezing Hitler. Unfreezing Hitler. Yes. Why do all villains because do Vandal that? Savage? Because Vandal Savage lost, so they're like, "Well, we need to go to Plan B: unfreeze Hitler." Unfreeze Hitler. Yes. Uh, Nathan Explosion. His favorite episode of Batman the Animated Series is almost got him. Mm-hmm. Where Joker, Penguin, Poison Ivy, Two Face, Killer Croc, and uh, the Penguin are all sitting, are all uh, playing cards together, talking about the closest they ever came to killing Batman. Ooh, it was wait, a really good episode. Can I hear this one uh, sting real quick? Yeah. Now Yobo Goya <laughs> Love. Uh, he love also you, Danny he also brought up. Spider-Man and his amazing friends and the Ninja Turtles show but what was most interesting to him uh, to me was this he said I do have to say that the Spawn series on HBO (gasps) drew me in far more than any other obviously I was an adult by then Spawn I think Spawn HBO was a nice experiment at the time, yeah. dude, come on. That blew your mind. It, it did was blow the, my mind. An R-rated cartoon. What was it? Yes. HBO animation after HBO after dark animation? That, and do you remember the other show that aired with it? <laughs> no, I don't For remember. like six episodes. Spicy City. Wow, well, Spicy City I is I do t- remember wow. that. Yeah, that's the one you fucking remember. <laughs> God. I don't remember any specifics, but I remember like... Ooh, saucy animations coming to HBO, and my parents get it and let me have it. You know, you know. That's so. Yeah. When it did was, that happen? It was a nice try. Like ninety six. Um, ninety six or something. Like, yeah. I, I didn't. I remember. Like I my parents' grand mistake was ordering premium channels and letting me have a TV in my room at some point. 
Private uh, school. Was, you explained it. Yeah, yeah. It was like MTV's animation shows from the mid, weird but the first shows season, the mid-90s, but with a real budget. The animation, Yeah, the animation is great in the first season. It, and I didn't get into it, and my friend handed me the DVD. I think I watched the complete series in mm. one sitting. It just goes nowhere. That was my problem. It does. Like, in like, in like the whole a lot show. Of setup. Oh, I forgot Keith David was Spawn. So it's they, much like yes, every other HBO show. They seemed to think it was going to go 100 episodes, and mm-hmm. it turned out it uh, went six. Um, let's see. Okay. CZilla760 talked about mm-hmm. his favorite episode of the 90s Spider-Man show is when Spider-Man from different dimensions teamed up to fight the oh, evil Spider-Man. Home. And they pulled in, uh, they brought in an Uncle Ben from another dimension to talk him down. <laughs> Uncle Ben. Yeah. Well, you gonna want back oh. off them. Oh. them they brought in Ben Penn. Uh, reasonable fanboy said Static Shock. What's Static Shock? Static Shock. It was based on a Milestone comic. Milestone was supposed to be a urban comics for the '90s, and urban meaning most of its heroes were black. So but it was actually had the very power well. Booty. It was very well written. Static Shock was an interesting dude who like had electric powers and rode on a manhole cover. <laughs> um, uh, how urban Wait, can I, can I mean urban I have never heard of this yeah, It was on the WB It was a co-show to Batman Beyond But obviously if you saw If it was shown in the same block as Batman Beyond but Why is the intro three minutes long I don't know I don't watch this show I can't even see this video Are you making fun of me for being Italian uh, I don't watch it a show <laughs> Uh, let's move on. Okay. I'm gonna, I want to play this because he mentioned Ninja Turtles, and I've been having a lot of fun looping this on your intros and K-Prices and Laser Time. I love the ending theme to Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah. Just seeing them all standing in front of the Technodrome. Yeah, that you know what that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the last one is Arrowchew. Uh, he said, or they said, uh, Batman animated series again. And the fondest memory was the epic fight between Bats and Ra's al Ghul at the end of the yeah. Demon Quest two-parter. The one I was just talking about yeah. before. Their sword fight was amazing. Oh, perfect timing, Hank. No, it's well done. <laughs> so, moving on to this week's question of the week. Detective. I, uh, all right. So, yep. we talked a lot about movies. Mm. Movies, and we also talked, I also am in the mood for movies because in a future episode of Laser Time, we mm. talked a lot about Superhero movies. Talk a lot about. So, uh, my thought is, if you... So we, you know, for example, we were saying we want a Pixar to make a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what... I've, uh, how do you envision the best version of a comic book movie that you would want? Like, let me just say, like, here's, here's, here's my version. All right. Mm-hmm. Pixar movie based on the... Basically, the X-Men first class era, mm-hmm. but done right. Like... Super 60s, like, and totally cartoony and comic booky and super colorful. Pulpy. Pulpy. Mm-hmm. Very pulpy and colorful and just fully embracing it. Or This is good. Yeah. Or ones that could just totally recreate the comic book page, because that's what they want anyway. Like, that's what Sin City did so well, too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. that's that's my guess. What would you guys I, say? I would really like to, and I don't mean to sound like some fucking scholarly film dork but uh akira kurosawa mm-hmm. handle an existing character and have it be one of them be jason statham <laughs> i that, that's only uh, yeah. sort of a joke but like um i don't want to sound like a scholar but we, jason statham but but you say kurosawa like a seven samurai and yojimbo and um 
Ron. Uh, no, not Ron. Um, no, uh, Rashomon. Not Rash- Rashomon would not adapt is not a good indicator Hidden of a good Fortress. comic movie. Uh, Hidden Fortress is cool. Um, Sandro. Uh, fuck, no, no, no. Uh, what's the one the Bruce Willis movie is based off of? That's uh, Yojimbo. Is it Yo- Oh, it is Yojimbo. God damn it. it. But like, but if you think of those uh, Fistful of Dollar movies, like that mm-hmm. is a low-level superhero yeah, oh, yeah. who's a master shot who can shoot through fucking ropes. Yojimbo's totally a superhero. Yeah, I would... I would be curious to see if he's Kurosawa, you take him away from samurais mm-hmm. and throw him into real superhumans, what would he do? Because he seemed to have a really good understanding on how to portray the super, super mega powerful. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I would like, and, and even when they all team up, like, he was even able to team up people that don't belong together and whatnot to fight against a common cause. And, he, and they all do otherworldly superhero accomplishments. I would, I don't know, I would love to see that. Yeah, there's like two people out there who are just like you know throwing their arms up at me right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or another one I was uh, thinking it would be it would be I want Daredevil. I'd like mm. to see a Daredevil movie, but I'd want who would I want to see direct it? Uh, not Christopher Nolan, but Darren Aronofsky. Brett I think Redner? no, Aronof- Aronofsky mm. would make if it was gritty Aronofsky doing mm. it, but but. Because Daredevil does a kind of gritty, is a gritty world, mm-hmm. but sometimes they talk about meditation and bigger ideas, mm-hmm. and and so it would be a nice mix of it that I think Aronofsky could bring to it. You know, I would like to see Aaron Sorkin do the Invincibles. <laughs> the super talky, uh, yeah. super talky, causing you to reevaluate life while someone wears a cape and punches I love people. It. Your mm-hmm. worldview is just so off. I know. It is. Uh, and let me list 18 facts <laughs> about why uh, it's... Philo all. Farnsworth. We're re- <laughs> he invented the television. Just him. Uh, we're uh, repeating jokes from a future no, laser time. Uh, That's amazing that we can travel through time in that manner. <laughs> um, uh, and... Uh, well, I'd really like to see a legit Green Arrow movie. And no, Aww. not because the, mm. there's a TV show coming out that mm. they're making... That I'm not looking forward to at all because I think it's going to be stupid and awful and I don't want to yeah. watch it, but I'm going to anyway. What kind of uh, director stars would you want to see in it? <gasps> Ooh. <sighs> Who would direct the Green Arrow? I well? would want to see something. Like, would it be dark? Sort of Kevin what they're Costner? doing. <laughs> well, <laughs> sort of what they're doing, what Christopher Nolan is doing with Batman, where it's a lot so, more realistic. So, so it's not like mm-hmm. the... The crazy over the top villains because Green he Arrow never does fight. need to be pretty gra- grounded. Pretty mm-hmm. grounded, like he's not. There's no superpowers. He doesn't really, other than when he does Justice League stuff, he doesn't really. And you know his thing with Green Lantern, he doesn't do a whole lot involving <laughs> people with superpowers. Most mm-hmm. of what he does mm-hmm. is, I mean, so. You're welcome. What, you get the Prince of Thieves theme. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who would you like to play him other than so Jeremy Renner? I would Renner? like to be, see that, huh? Um, other than Jeremy Renner, uh, who cannot play Who? Hawkeye and Green Arrow. Does he? Does Green Arrow for you always need a beard? He does always need the beard. What he about uh, Paul Bentley? What about him? I don't yeah. know who that is. How about the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and Slumdog Millionaire? Uh, uh, he is yeah. a goatee. He'd be great, Green Arrow. Millionaire. <laughs> Um, um, Ryan Gosling. How about Ryan Gosling? Uh, 
Dope. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you have to whip out the lady kryptonite? Yeah. <laughs> it would be a, a he's a, lady kryptonite. He's a very he could, handsome green. He could probably grow <laughs> the whole blonde, you know, green oh, arrow could, thing. Easily. Yeah. How would you feel I about Nicolas like Cage? No. <laughs> <laughs> How would you feel about Nicolas Cage just being every action hero from now on? <laughs> yeah, he's already got Ghost Rider. Huh? He doesn't Bulls need more. But no, I think Gosling would actually probably be on the list that's, if they were going to. That's a pretty to. good one, yeah. I, I mean, he'd never do it, but that would be a pretty good <laughs> You don't know one. that. Ryan Reynolds that. did it, and he's won an Oscars, right? I haven't watched what's any super, media no. in 20 years. I mean, come on. He did that um, piece of crap drive. Who cares what, about that uh, film? <laughs> what superhero would Jesse Eisenberg play? Ooh. Who would he play? <laughs> rogue. <laughs> rogue. He would be good. He'd yeah. be a good rogue. Oh, I spit out beer. Uh, Always Tyler. questioning everything. Me. Um, I would like, because I'm a fan of just absurdity, I would like to see Stephen Chow, creator of Shaolin Soccer. <laughs> That's good. Uh-huh. Whatever. That's good. Team up with Quentin Tarantino with an unlimited budget and any superhero. And I just want to see the most absurd action sequences ever choreographed. Like, like you, you know, like, when you think in your head of like crazy anime action sequences and it's like impossible camera angles and ridiculous martial arts that is impossible. Mm-hmm. I just want to see that filmed with with real actors. I want to see like I love Stephen Chow's take on on, yeah. on martial arts. It's just so massively absurd and mm-hmm. like fun to watch. I just great suggestion. I don't know what superhero <laughs> really would play well to that kind of absurdity, but hmm. I mean, who Deadpool? Who, who would Deadpool? Yeah, well, Deadpool totally that. would. Yeah. Plastic Man. Uh, well, yeah, those are both guys who break the fourth wall, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Uh, I like Quentin Tarantino doing the Punisher. I thought of the same. Thing. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? Yeah. But it like, would be so good. Tarantino. I bet he even loves the even when it's not his damn film, inserts a conversation about superheroes somehow yeah. in, in always, into films always, yeah. into any film he can somehow weasel into, and he is like a little weasel kind of okay. like he looks like Here's, one. I can totally see a Quentin Tarantino Deadpool movie. Yeah. What I would like to see is Quentin Tarantino do a superhero movie. But mm-hmm. all they do is talk about Pulp Fiction. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was one of my favorite things that. about um, Inglorious Bastards was that they still taught, like, mm-hmm. he, I don't know how he did it. He must have totally immersed himself in mm-hmm. the culture of the 30s and 40s. But they still talked all the time about pop culture, but <laughs> 30s and 40s Lenny pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. Lenny t- Riefenstahl. I'm a big fan of hers, more so than Charlie Chaplin. Then. Yeah, uh, those are the only two directors that exist. Buster Keaton is a much better... No, and then... The, the, know, they, but they talked like Tarantino would have talked yeah. if he lived then, which is only <laughs> okay. about them. Lenny Riefenstahl, okay. 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 Yeah. No, and this one, too... This looks like dead fucking nigger storage, okay. All um, right. Well, sorry. What, what would I say? As a Pulp Fiction line for anybody one of my... Who one, didn't know. The most memorable scene... Of, broke from The most memorable scene... Of, of Inglorious Bastards to me is when they're playing the card game and the guy has King Kong on his head yeah. and he's explaining like, yes. oh, was I yes. taken to America under chains and this is not my home and I am from the a jungle and he's like, well, then I'm either the American Negro or I'm King Kong. And he's like, I'm the American Negro. Wrong. King mm. Kong. And yes. Yes, that is right. That, that is such uh, a great scene. It was so, it explains exactly, like it 
It yeah. was such a funny way of Tarantino always wants to communicate what he thinks a film is about to you. Yeah. His characters always do that for him, mm. but it was such a clever way of doing it. Yeah. Like, such a great But scene. I mean, if anyone has the knowledge to find an interesting way to handle a superhero movie, mm-hmm. I believe that Brad Tarantino <laughs> is, uh, you know, is. M- Probably knows more than you about comics. Uh, I always thought I wanted to see the Wachowski brothers do one, but they just got oof. so ridiculous. Yeah, they got too preachy. It, it yeah. worries me. Well, then street, street Racer, <laughs> Speed Racer was ridiculous. I can't. I need it to watch it again. I can't brain. tell if I if I loved it. Like, why it's did you did? Why did you do this? This is so amazing. And look at John Goodman it. there. He's too fat to play pops. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch the cartoon all the time. Never saw the movie. Oh, like like you John sh- John oh, you Goodman. Watch the movie. movie. It will fuck your. John brain. Goodman's like, just hard to watch on <laughs> on <laughs> Community too. Like sometimes even I'm like, then I'm just you're. Really, you're in fact, they did a whole die. episode in which he was insecure, and I was yeah. like, But I feel like you actually like, should be. I'm concerned I, about your health, sir. I would say, I would there is a, a, a website called John Goodman is Beautiful that all it does is photoshop his face oh. onto like otaku and like oh. other Japanese anime characters. Uh, it's gorgeous. Oh, man, I, well, I love the guy. I, just, I would like to ask, like, let's not. Uh, poo poo Kevin Smith. Let's not do that. All right. We're not those people. No, okay. I think he's made some fantastic movies. None of them are like action oriented. Yeah. But with, uh, but because of that, like he is very dialogue driven. I really do think he can engross me in dialogue. What is the best character for Kevin Smith? What, Angela? He wrote some Green Arrow comics. Ooh, look at this. <laughs> yeah. And they were think, kind of all right. I don't know. I don't think Kevin Smith would. Do a Green he, Arrow he, movie. He did a pretty. I mean, the comics were. If, if that's. Good. I just want to think like, what character could he do the best with? I think he deserves a shot at directing a comic movie. He did it just dark enough and just light enough at the same time to mm-hmm. be a good contrast. So I think that his sense of humor, as well as his knowledge of the character, he was. Pre- I liked his. I liked the Green Arrow comics that he wrote. I, an old article I, on Ain't It Cool said that uh, it was a long time ago before Superman Returns that Michael Bay is the perfect person to direct Superman. He would be. And I couldn't Probably, disagree. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, that's every, that's, that's, Superman what, is too much. What Michael yeah. Bay makes yeah. is America. Yeah. Like, that's America. <laughs> and that's, that's what Superman is he, too. He deals with mythology he and propaganda, therefore Superman. Film. Yeah, um, exactly. But I always like to see unexpected directors do stuff and pull it off. Because so. no one would have said Kenneth Branagh and Thor, and which made a great Thor movie. And now yeah. Mark Webb of 500 Days of Summer is directing God, I, Amazing Spider-Man. Again, I love that comics. And that could be great. I love that comics make me do this every time. They did. They cast who and hired who to what? <laughs> I don't think this will work. And like I just ha- always tell myself, you said the same thing when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker. Yeah, Why don't you brilliant. shut your mouth and wait till you see it? Mm-hmm. And this is me talking to me. Not I'm still guys. distrustful of Anne Hathaway. I, oh, I almost said Anne Hathaway. Her characterization, Anne her characterization <laughs> of uh, but it's like Anne Hathaway. What character would Anne Hathaway play? <laughs> I am very uh, distrustful of Anne Hathaway. Though. She's but it's in like, something I know it's probably. Not gonna be but we're gonna watch it and be like, yes, sir. Is that because she threw away her gayness? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't convenient. It's because of six days and seven nights. What a bad. That movie, movie is. Wow. Well, Harrison Ford didn't deserve that, and he deserves a lot of shit. Oh, man, what a fucking terrible movie. Uh, well, that's it. I guess I'm out. Well, let us know in the old 
forums. Where can they find those forums? That would be lasertimepodcast.com slash forums in the comic discussion section. I don't know if it's slash forums. Just go to lasertimepodcast.com in the upper left-hand area. In the upper left-hand area, you'll see a link to the forums as well. Go that way. Yeah, there's a new sidebar there where you can see poison popcorn features, cape crises. Uh, Ask Axe Battler, which I'm just learning how to say. Ask Axe Battler. Ask Axe Battler. Ask Axe Battler. See? I'm an Ask Battler. My father was an Ask Battler. Well, that's all the time we got. My grandfather was an Ask Battler. That's all the time we got for today, boys and girls. So Find the comics below. Yeah, fine. You know, again, if you you know iTunes, Zune, Marketplace, subscribe. Oh, I heard you made it on the review. featured page of. Uh, I was on New and Noteworthy. Really? Uh, oh, featured. Uh, yeah, and you showed me I was on New and Noteworthy with uh, with. Uh, no, but Zune, you should be bigger. Oh, Zune, that is awesome. Yes, thank you for all my Zune listeners as well. Uh, so thank you, Zune listener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all two of you. and we will see you next week. Yeah. The following has been a Laser Time production. To find out more, go to batmanthepodcast.com.